Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, A.C. Brown. I am your psychic channel, spiritual guide, and teacher, and voice of truth. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? As you can see, I have Brandy Michelle back talking about resistance and manifestation and all of those things. And I absolutely adore Brandy. So check out our second part to our deep-rooted conversation about manifesting blocks, resistance, and all of that good stuff. I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Okay, so we're talking about resistance in manifesting and before we started we were talking about that low pull and let me just give a little primer brandy is back part two resistance during your manifestation process and she'll be back for some other things because we have progress here but anyway what we were talking about was how the situations may be different in what you have manifested, maybe there's a friendship or a relationship that has come into your life that you manifested, but then there's this low pull of that inner child kind of story that's like, oh, but what you were saying that you might have a hundred great friends, but then your inner child or that low part is like, but remember when Susie tried to play you out? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So First of all, thank you so much for having me back on. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here with you today. It's always good to remind ourselves that our ego, our lowest brain, our primal brain, right? It's like pre-verbal brain that we have. It's only job. It's only job is to keep us alive. And so when it is doing that, it keeps us kind of in the same pattern, right? So if you take a 30,000 foot look at your life, you're going to see that you're oftentimes looping on very similar patterns. Mm -hmm, And the reason mm -hmm. you're doing that is because you're still alive. Now it has no commitment to growth. It has no commitment to letting you like kind of reach your dreams. You might even be like in pain and ill while you're alive. But if you're alive, your low brain, your egoic brain, your primitive brain is going to try to keep you kind of really in this box. And so when you have these situations where you might be exploring this new, beautiful friendship, right? That is unknown. It's unstable. There is unease in that situation. And so your low brain is going to remind you that, hey, this may not be safe for us. And the reason it might not be safe is because we just don't know what can happen. And so our job is when we feel that resistance, as you noted, is to tell our egoic brain, I got this. 
I know we're going to be okay. And then for you to use your logical brain and say, I have hundreds of beautiful friendships. Mm. And those hundreds of beautiful friendships is where the love is. It's where the joy is. It's where the peace is. And I'm going to move towards that. I'm not going to ruminate and circle around this kind of one low experience. The one low experience. So when you're talking about the one low experience and we're manifesting Mm -hmm. something that is new. Yes. Right. Something is new, something that is unfamiliar or something that we do desire. Mm -hmm. And then we get that. So where I'm trying to understand is. We got the thing that we wanted. It's exactly the way it looks. But then that low part of us is like, well, maybe it's not. So is the manifestation real? If we are still having that egoic low part pulling us? Hmm. I think what is real is really dependent upon each individual right so Mm -hmm. right like we have to decide there's one of my favorite quotes i'm just going to kind of like paraphrase it but it's is this true and the answer is it's true because you believe it to be right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you Mm -hmm. and i can actually look at the exact same situation And we walk away with a different truth about that situation. And I know in some of our work, I use this example, right? I I said, both you and I could go to dinner. We could both order steak. We could both sit at tables in a room. And we could both be with one other person. Now I could go and I could say like, man, that steak was overdone. It was really loud in the room. I felt like the service was pretty slow. I don't think I'll go back. And you could leave and say, man, that steak was cooked exactly like I liked. I love the bumbling energy around us. Mm. And I liked that the waiter gave us this really beautiful opportunity to spend time with the person that I was with and wasn't rushing us. Both of those things are true, true. right? Because we define truth. And so I try to like really have people segment out like what are the facts and what is the story right because Mm. truth is true so the facts are we went to the same restaurant we had steak and there must have been other people there because there was some level of noise but that's all that's the facts everything else is kind of a story that we surround around it Mm. and so when you just ask your brain to say like what are the facts what are the circumstances that everyone universally would have to agree with, then that's like a really good starting place because then you can train yourself to realize like everything else, I get to set an intention about what I want it to be. Now my brain is like, okay. So are you then saying that what gets us in resistance to the manifestation is not actually the manifestation happening, but us then combating that manifestation with our stories. Our stories is what causes the resistance in the manifestation because you and I know I can, you know, you can, there's something that you can manifest very easily that could come in like 24 hours that you believe comes. Right. But maybe it's something longer. Maybe it's a, your dream romantic relationship. Maybe it's your dream job, all of that stuff that comes and Mm -hmm. then it arrives. And then 
you start telling yourself stories to make it not true. Make it not what you anticipate. Is that to what make, you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So this, oh, maybe this isn't exactly what I wanted. Right. So we start yes. to, because oftentimes when we don't believe that we are deserving, Mm. then there is a disconnection from what you are seeking and what you receive because you're like, oh, I didn't deserve that, right? And so it must not be perfect. And now you're assessing it for how it wasn't quite what you were looking for, right? And so that is why I really focus with people around this idea of our whole life as a co-creation, right? Because if you're just trying to manifest things, then you're constantly thinking like, did I manifest that appropriately? Or did I have too much resistance or I'm in the weeds? But if you're thinking about the totality of your life and say, every experience that I have, I co-created it. Mm, And it mm. showed up in my life because something in my brain, in my body aligned to that thing. And then that way you're not like manifesting houses, cars, you know, deals, jobs. You're just thinking like, oh, today, this is how I would like my life to be. And the upside of that is really life is made up of moments. And so if you're always chasing a thing, you're Mm -hmm. oftentimes not just really living in these really beautiful moments and you get to the thing and the reason you have doubt is because you haven't really enjoyed the journey, right? And we're here in this lifetime, I believe, to really harness our power and realize that my total experience is one of my making. Mm. That was beautiful. So would it be safe to say and accurate to say that if we lean into the co-creation of the whole experience instead of the specific thing that when these manifestations do come, like the relationship, the career, the job, that it's all a part of the co-creation. And when it shows up, we have to trust that at that timing, it is supposed to show up at that time for the bigger picture. Absolutely. And and when you when you really embody the fact that you're co-creating every moment of your experience, you're going to really move further away from this idea of manifestation because you're going to get to this beautiful space of just knowing that your success in every realm is inevitable. Mm. Right. So you're just going to be in this space of, of, of saying, Oh, it didn't happen today. Is there anything that I need to clear? Are there any, is there any resistance that I have that could have made this day better on this journey to what I inevitably will align with? Mm. And manifestation can feel so black or white, right? Like I want to be, you know, the CEO of such and such, right? And then you go for the job and you don't get it, right? Like the next promotion towards it. And you're like, oh man, I don't think I'll ever get it, right? It, because it just feels like such a big lift. But if you know that you're just every step healing, 
clearing those patterns and moving closer, then you're like, I will inevitably get there. And my job is just to feel really good in this moment, right? Because when the frequency of whatever you're seeking is a high vibration frequency. And so the more you heal, the more you clear, the more you move away from those patterns, then you will inevitably, inevitably have all that you want. This makes so much sense. So I guess when you have like, when you meet the love of your life unexpectedly, when you stumble upon the job unexpectedly, that's because your frequency is aligned, but there's also no resistance there. Exactly right. Like, I love that word because the most beautiful things come to us when we're unexpecting them. When you are sitting in constant expectation, it is like holding on to water. You can't do it. Mm. It just goes right through your hands, right? And I have felt this just recently in my own life where I I set some intentions years ago because I try to work with myself every day. And I was like, oh, like I would like to serve my community in this way. And I'd like to do these things. But I just like set the intentions like wholeheartedly. And I released them, but I never circled back to them. Not once, you know, I, I get an email, I get a call. Oh, Brandy, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? And so I know for sure that the things that I just gingerly set intentions about and don't harp on, I believe in God, but whether you believe in infinite intelligence or the divine or source, or even the highest version of yourself, will bring that back to you at Mm. the right time. And the less that you think about it, it's so beautiful, right? Like, so my house, for example, I was not that way. I was like thinking about it, driving by it, focused on it. I really wanted it and I got it. And I, but I had to do a lot of releasing of resistance in that process, but it came. But like when it came, I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Like I worked towards it, but to see the beauty and the ease of these other things coming into my life when I know that I simply set an intention and released it back to the universe, right? It's like it's like those, um, when I was younger, people used to always talk about those ships in a bottle and you just like yes. set them out to sea. Yes, uh-huh. You just send them out to sea and then they show up on someone else's store. Speaking of that, so you set the intention Mm-hmm. You release it. You let go of the resistance, the expectation. Yes. It now shows up. You get the email. You mm-hmm. you get the person. You get the job. It's everything that you want. Everything. Every, everything. How do you then still have that? Do you not have any expectation now? Or wh- what do you do then? Well, nothing is everything you want. It's everything that you wanted, right? And then you embark upon that experience and then your eyes will be open to new things. Just think about it like childhood, right? So when I was, my best friend and I always laugh because when we, we grew up together since we were seven and we always say like the life that we have now is nothing that we could have ever imagined because we just didn't know that these lives were available to people, especially like two little black girls from Detroit. Right. So mm-hmm. as our exposure and experiences grew, so did kind of the desires of our heart. And so nothing will ever be the final thing. You don't know what the highest version of AC will accomplish in this lifetime. 
the beauty of it is that you just take it one step at a time, right? So if you are going to have a podcast or publish a book or be in a movie or do all of the above, you just do those things. And then as you're doing it, right, God's source, your highest self, infinite intelligence will say, oh, I also think you should own a movie studio. Perhaps you should. Be, okay. Right? okay. Like, and it just comes to you and you're like, oh, okay, that's the next thing. But okay. it will come with such ease because then it is just the natural progression of your life. Mm. Right. That's why okay. um, one of my favorite quotes is Martin Luther King. It says, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the next step. step. Just take the next step. Just take the next step. Just take the next step. Right. Like, and that is, I, I think I'd love to just really make this point for people is why it's so important not to try to use your logical brain because we don't have the capacity to know. Mm. And we try to figure out like this whole plan for eternity. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the available intellect to possibly know all of our potentials in the future. So instead we just take one step at a time and know that there is this infinite intelligence that can orchestrate it far better than we ever, ever could. And trust that that infinite intelligence in conjunction with you is helping you to really build this beautiful life in a way that you never could. could imagine, and like that right. level of trust is, is where you really get this beautiful outcome. Hey, guess what's back? My informed practitioner training, which is a program for psychics, healers, therapists, life coaches, business strategists, consultants, service providers, and seekers who want to use human design, astrology, and spiritual self-development to help heal their clients and themselves. We start July 2023. So if you want to get all the details about this year's cohort, make sure you're subscribed to my magical Mother Effin Mondays newsletter. The link to subscribe is in the show notes. So I want to bring this back to relationships, especially since you're, how long have you been married for? Eight and a half years. Love of my life. Shout had, out to Charles Hudson. Big ups to Charles. Okay. <laughs> big ups to Charles. So when it comes to romantic relationships, mm-hmm. right? And we're talking about evolving because, mm-hmm. you know, people listen to this and they ask questions. Your relationship has evolved. Yeah. So is infinite intelligence or God, how I say, pick the person for you to evolve with? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right? Like when people say like, oh, we grew apart or we this or we that. My belief, right? And I haven't been married forever. So we'll but circle back later. We want your belief now. We want <laughs> but your belief. my belief is that there was probably something in us that didn't listen, right? So I was on a walk with a friend earlier and kind of over the course of, she's not a client, but over the course of kind of, five or six months, she's continued to tell me kind of the same thing, this action that she thought she should take, something she should stop doing, right? And stopping 
doing things are actually easier than starting, right? Like the, like we're able to stop, right? Like taking new action is a little more challenging Mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. can put in a pin in that for later, but stopping is just like, just stop it. Like they're like, it's no must, no fuss. And so, and so I just said, right. Cause as a loving friend, I said, oh, you've mentioned wanting to stop that for quite some time. Like, why haven't you stopped it? And it's nothing detrimental. She's like, oh, I don't know. And so we had this like long conversation. And so I mentioned that story because if your intuition is clearly telling you to stop it, right? Like this kind of holding on to it and thinking maybe it will change. No, that is like the highest version of yourself telling you, you need to leave. I think people don't listen. I, I, no, I would agree because. I mean, we talk about this. We've talked about this. I talked about this with clients. You talk about it with clients, talk about it with friends. When you look back in hindsight on certain situations, whether it's romantic, platonic, or career-wise, after it's all said and done, you can go back to the moment when you're like, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to work out. Yes. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we say hindsight is twenty twenty. No, you knew then too. You knew... <laughs> Day one that this wasn't going to happen. Yeah, right. But I mean, you like to give yourself a pass and be like, yeah, but I, I you know, at the job interview that you would go, you, yeah. this was going to be a shitty gig. Exactly right. But you decided to go ahead, take the you offer decided. because it was this, it meant your requirements for money, all of these things. But you knew that you was going to hate working here. Exactly right. And I think oftentimes, Oftentimes, people are worried that something better won't come along. Mm. We are worried that something better won't come along. And so we settle. But when you settle, when you have something that you're unwilling to let go, nothing better can come to you. And so we have to just let it go and and know that we are going to soar. Okay. So then with that being said, is there also a part in your body that knows that you're not settling, that this is the best situation for you? Yes, because because settling, right? We talked earlier about those frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. Settling feels heavy and dense in your body. Mm. It feels disconnected from your true self. The thing about all these high vibration emotions is they are what's true. They are where you're meant to go. Now, I would argue, right? So for someone like you or someone whose life is like generally really great, you're going to know. For the many listeners of your podcast, I'm going to push back and say that that they're going to notice this difference and and they just have to follow it, right? Like, you're going to get a whisper. You're going to get a feeling in your belly. And we need to follow that. I try to follow it like relentlessly. Yeah. The body doesn't lie. Like it your body knows. And what I'm realizing now when it comes to things that I'm manifesting, because I'm so used to, I would say, thinking things are right for me when my body is clearly reacting and anxiety and all of that stuff when it is neutral and calm I'm like what the hell is going on because it's so it's not reacting there's no fear it's just it feels so right that there's this groundedness or this knowing yes 
that is just so sure. And it's just like, what the freak? There's no, or as Caroline Mace, you know, you can see the Mm -hmm. clip that Oprah says, in certain situations that have been happening, I don't feel like I'm betraying myself. And it's just a challenge with like women and people of color is that we have had a lot of kind of adversity oftentimes, even Mm -hmm. if it's not first generation adversity, it's kind of like in our lineage. And so that friction, while we know it doesn't feel right, it can feel like home. Right. Because it's like, this is what I know. Right. And that whole saying, like, stay with the devil, you know, one of the worst sayings ever. But people have really internalized that. And so you have to, like I mentioned earlier, know that you deserve that feeling of peace, that feeling of calm, that lack of, yeah, anxiety and craziness. Exactly right. Right. But that calmness that like, it's like, holy crap, this Mm -hmm. is. But what I will offer to people, I think it's so critically important that you offer that to yourself as often as possible, because then that becomes home. So the more we can feel that feeling, it feels so amazing that you will not want any other experience, right? Right. The Brandy who like wanted drama drama with people and let people know how she felt about them. Like, I don't even want to be in that space anymore. Right. It, <laughs> right. It, it no longer feels good to me, but that's for a long time, all that I knew. And right. so that I sat in that space. Right. But when we know better, we do better. We do better. I love this conversation. Me too. So when we're talking about resistance, we're talking about manifesting and we're thinking about it from a perspective of we're co-creating our life. We have these categories, career, platonic love, romantic love, community, whatever the case may be, whatever's on your list, whatever's on your vision board, all of that stuff. Right. And so you're coming from a place where maybe one area wasn't working out. Right. And then certain areas were working out, but then the thing that didn't work out before prior to is starting to work out. And say it was career, say you always had like a really great romantic relationship, but you went through like a little rut career wise, let's say, right? And then all of a sudden the career starts working out and then you get a little bit like, oh, what does that mean? I guess my question then for you is how do people, since it's all co-creation, and you have certain areas, let's say your top five, say three of them were working out. They always worked out. They were good. And then the two that didn't necessarily work out for a while, they start working out. How do we make sure that we're not fucking up the rest of it? If yeah. that makes sense. I love that question. And oh my goodness, I feel like you teed me up. So, so right. I'm a happiness coach and I help people really think about right? Like raising their happiness set point, because what I know is there's three legs to the stool is the way I say it. And so the three legs are relationships. So that's both platonic and romantic relationships. The second one is abundance, financial abundance, career, you know, like mainstream success and achievement. And then the third bucket is health and wellness. And that can be anywhere from like how we look physically to actual like disease or lack thereof. Right. And so in those three categories, 
we have a homeostasis. So each one of those categories has what I call like a happiness set point, or some people will refer to it like as a level of consciousness, kind of the same thing. If you're not raising your overall level of consciousness, if you're not raising your overall happiness set point, then those three things are going to constantly have to stay in homeostasis, Mm. right? And so when we heal, when we clear, when we up-level our level of consciousness, our happiness set point, then we can have success in all three areas. And this is why you find people who can be really, really wealthy. And then suddenly they'll like, come up with some crazy disease or illness, right? Or you'll find people who are like really, really like not so wealthy, but they have this really beautiful relationship and they will say like, oh, money never got in our way, right? But really what it is, is just that we're kind of circling around this set point. And unless we actually heal clear and make energy available to put into one of those other one or two buckets, we have to stay at that level. And so this is why I really come back to this point of we have to have this holistic view around co-creation and this holistic view around healing and being the best version of myself because it's the only way we can raise Raise the tide completely. Yes. Otherwise, that's why when you have people who are like, I'm a money coach and I help people have money. And then like half the times I'll be watching them on the Instagram and it's like no shade, but they'll be like, I'm so sick. I have all this because it's like they've redirected all their energy right. just to money. Okay. Or, or, I mean, this is a maybe a weird example. So my personal trainer, you know, he told me a story about a client who is very successful mm-hmm. in their career, mm-hmm. but they don't show up to training and then they blame him. Right. But they want to, you know, they've made statements like, well, I'm going to just go ahead and get surgery like kind of thing to like eliminate the issue and he's like no you're all if you get surgery it doesn't matter you're still gonna have the same habits exactly you still have to be disciplined to something like you are we're disciplined to your career you have to implement the same thing in this area now right but they really need to change their mind, right? Like, so there's that subconscious capacity to actually like be different. So he's saying just from this like obvious perspective, right? Like if you go get surgery, that's not going to work because you're the same you, right? And that's same like metaphysically and spiritually, right? Like if you are the same person, you're going to get the same outcomes. Now you can redirect the energy that you have to something different, right? but then the career would kind of adjust, right? Or you can actually like change your mind, change who you are and have more available energy to actually be a different person, right? Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like in order to change, you have to be this different person. Like the Brandy I used to be can't have a different life from what she already had. hmm Right. So I have to be different to have this really beautiful relationship with my husband and son and friends to have kind of the financial, you know, position that we have in our lives and to have, you know, good health. Like I had to be different. So how do you raise the set point on all the legs at the same time? Well, because that's why I say it's really just about co-creating, right? Like, because if you're focusing on like, 
Oh, I think, wait, I think I know what you're going to say because now it just made sense. Yes. If you're thinking about them as individual things, that is, wait, something just total, oh, holy crap. Something really clicked. So this is why, and I'm not saying people's lives are in shambles, but this is why when you, when certain people like, oh, I'm just going to focus on my career for the next three years, blah, blah, blah. And they go all in on their career. And then that is almost doing them a disservice to put your focus into one thing because you still have to look at all of the other things as a holistic approach because it's leveling everything out. Exactly. We're thinking about the stool. Right. Right. And so, and I don't like to use they because I was they, right? Like I was they, I was you, (laughs) you know, like I am here today on this podcast, but you know, seven years ago, I would have been like, makes sense but I don't know if it makes sense because I was fiercely committed to like my career and success you know for most of my life and then kind of later when I was like okay you're getting a little bit older and you're not married I was like how do I think about this differently like how do I grow in this area right and and then I realized I took an, an even bigger step back like oh no it's not about like growing in that area it's about healing myself and changing and evolving. And it's a journey that I've been on and really fiercely committed to. But if we commit instead to be the best version of ourselves, the happiest version of ourselves, if we commit to like releasing our limiting beliefs, to aligning vibrationally to a life that we are seeking, not a thing that we want to obtain, the unintended consequence of that is that everything else in life comes so easily Mm. and you're going to start to see synchronicity and flow in your life, right? Mm. You're going to start to see that the emails come in asking you for things or like, I was like, Oh, you know, I want to do more speaking. And literally in like three days, three people reached out and said, Hey, we'd love for this, you know, for this to happen because you're so plugged into the universe that it, can't help because you don't have any filters. Right. And that's because I've just, I've cleaned the whole house. I didn't say, let me clean the living room because people are going to come over and sit in the living right. room. I cleaned the whole house. Yes. <laughs> you, you, I clean and I continue to right? like, it's a constant process. Right. But I'm really committed to my consciousness, to my happiness set point being very high. And, and when you do that, then things attract to you, right? I think I shared a story with you where I was at a conference and I was sitting in the lobby and I I don't know what I was doing. I didn't see someone. And then later that day, I didn't see this person. Then later that day, she came up to me and she said, I saw you sitting in the lobby. You just look so happy. Mm. And she just wanted to say that to me, right? And so, and that like brings me joy. And I, that's God saying, you are on the right path. path. You are doing the right work. I and love that. everything else in my life comes, mm-hmm. right? So how do you get those legs, that happiness set point? What are the, some like the top three things that people can do for that mm-hmm. to happen, to get into that flow? Yes. So I think, you know, one thing is obviously like working with someone to hold space for you, because I think other people can like hold space in this really beautiful way. And so that's the work that I do. And I love to do. I think if someone is not in a position to hire someone to hold space for them, 
the three things that I recommend for everyone. And even if you do hire me to hold space for you, I'm going to have you do these three things. The one, <laughs> so the one is meditation, right? Yes. Meditation. He, meditation. Every day. Every I day. Meditate every day. Every day, right? Because what meditation does is it really connects kind of that egoic brain, that primitive brain that we talked about with our high brain, right? Our intellectual brain. And then when you have a better connection between the two, then as you're kind of traversing the world, it all of your decisions won't get stopped in your low brain because you made this really beautiful connection to the two and you can have like this much more kind of intelligent experience in the world. And so we want to be doing that. We also just want to quiet our mind, right? So the average human has 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are repetitive Mm. and 80% of those thoughts are negative. Mm which means you're just reinforcing those neural pathways around things that you're actually not seeking to bring in. And so meditation helps to really quiet your mind. My mind used to ruminate all the time. And now that I meditate two or three times a day, I just like have space to actually co-create in my brain because I'm not ruminating there. Okay. The second thing is journaling, right? So Early on, if you're ruminating a lot, if you've got a lot going on in your head, if you just wake up in the morning and just write, and you can pick a time, you can write for 15 minutes, you can write for two pages, you can write for three pages, but be consistent to just get everything out of your head onto paper. And what I found when I first started doing that is that like, I'd be writing and then I would stop writing because I was thinking and I was like, oh no, girl, you're supposed to be taking these thoughts that you're thinking and putting on the paper. But it it really brought awareness to the fact that my brain was just going, 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 right? And so if you just do a dump in the morning, then you're able to refocus your energy on something else. And the third thing I think is so important is really around this idea of gratitude, right? And I recently did a webinar, a free webinar about it. And I tell everyone the importance of like really going deep around what you're grateful for, because it is a way to tell the universe, thank you more, please. Thank you more, please. Right? Because when you are grateful to humans, when you're grateful in any capacity, then you're telling a person, right? Like if I give you a gift and you're like, oh, Brandy, thank you so much. I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll give her something else, right? It just triggers. And I think the universe works in the same way. And it's a way that we can clearly, clearly direct the universe around what is in alignment with what we're seeking and what isn't. And so at any point in my day, when something goes well, I really pause and I say thank you in that moment. And I feel kind of this heartfelt thankfulness. I try to be as specific as possible. And I think that those three things for sure will pay dividends. Well, I hope you enjoyed that amazing episode with Brandy Michelle. If you want to work with Brandy, and I recommend that you do, she is going to be launching a four-week program called the Joy Blueprint, and it's designed to help you create more happiness. Brandy has literally changed my life, my mindset, and how not only I manifest, but how I allow things that are aligned for me 
to come into my life and how I'm ready to receive them. So if you want to work with Brandy, I recommend you clicking the link in the show notes for the Joy Blueprint, which starts very, very soon. I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. Make sure you have an amazing day filled with good vibes and great energy. And remember, don't let anybody fuck with you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.